The famous B word is one that is known to really test a marriage. The question is, does it really have to? Last week, we discussed the money talks that you should have before marriage and how to be successful at it. If you have had those conversations, this part should actually be pretty easy. What we will talk about today is being successful when budgeting together. If you can learn to get on the same page when budgeting, you will be on your way to reaching your financial goals that you want to achieve. It won't happen overnight, but when you work together, it will happen quickly and you will feel accomplished having done it together. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Financial Mirror. Financial Mirror. Where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control ourselves. Thanks for joining me today on the Financial Mirror as we continue to improve the one thing you can control yourself. If this is the first time you are joining in, don't forget to subscribe on YouTube to be notified of all the new episodes as they release. If you are listening to this on a podcast platform of your choice, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. Apple and Spotify, leave the five-star review and a written comment as those go a long way in spreading this information with more and more listeners. So we are back for another couples episode. And last week, uh, we had my wonderful wife here. And this week, we get to have her back again. We wouldn't replace you with anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Hope not. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, uh, last week, we talked about different conversations that you should have had before marriage. Uh, The audience, obviously, is that there's some conversations you might not have had before marriage. And you may be having them during marriage or, you know, as a seasoned married person, but that's okay. The biggest thing is that you have those conversations. And I hope that whether you are married or think about getting married, that you'll have those talks. Uh, And that's, that's a big deal because money is a significant divorce point that we all need to talk about. But today's a little different. Today, we're going to talk about budgeting. And the biggest part that I want to make sure that I get across when talking about budgeting is that it's a collective effort and your accounts should be the same. And we talked about that last week and having those conversations, getting them out there early. Um, I'm not telling you how to manage your money. What I am telling you to do is is to become one with your money. So that's kind of the, the highlights of last week's episode. But today I want to talk about the budgeting only aspect. I want to talk specifically about budgeting because it will make or break your finances in general, but uh, as a as a couple, it will make or break your ability to achieve your financial goals. So I kind of wanted to start off with how men and women view money because we view money differently, right? So I kind of want to start with you and, and sort of give you a chance to how do you look at money? Like what is what is money do for you and and how do, how does it resonate? Like, like, how does it make you feel? I guess I, I don't really know exactly how to ask my question, but I, mean, I don't know how money makes me feel. Maybe it makes me feel good to have it. She likes shopping. No, <laughs> we can get into that later. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I mean, just money. I I just view money as a way for me to be able to live my life and do the things that I want to and buy the things that I want to. 
So the uh, the biggest thing that for me, right, is when I think about money, is I think about my ability to 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 do things. Sort of like like you you said, um, and and my ability to to buy the things that I want to buy to 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 leave a, a legacy for for our family. But traditionally, you know, and this may be you, and it may not be you as a listener, but Traditionally, women view money as more of like a secure thing that like they want to feel secure. And when they are when they are lacking money, they feel less secure. And men view it more like a scoreboard, like they, they win with money, like like you either win or you lose with money. Women, they either either feel secure, or they don't feel secure. Men, they either win or they lose. Right. Um, so that's just traditionally. But if you if you sort of keep those financial concepts in mind, does it does it do you ever does it make you feel like less secure, like if you have less money? Yeah, I mean, money does cross my mind sometimes. Like sometimes when I'm grocery shopping and I see a grocery bill and I'm just like, that's quite high this week. I actually thought about it today when I was oh. at the grocery store. But yeah, when I'm like, oh my goodness, it's only what's it, almost halfway through the month and I just spent like this much on groceries. Yeah, the the scoreboard part I don't exactly relate with um, as a as a topic of how men view money. Maybe, maybe they com- maybe it's talking like comparisons. Like they like men compare themselves to other men off like like status of money. Maybe it, it could also be like a pride sort of thing and ability mm-hmm. to provide for your spouse. That'd be like a scoreboard. Maybe if you're talking to a friend. Or something yeah because you're lesser of a man if you can't provide for your family yeah but i mean i don't think that's always the case it uh as as a man you feel that not the case for you as a man you feel that that like you feel like this like in, like you need to provide it's a desire yeah, maybe that's like yeah maybe it's just an innate feeling but yeah the 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 biggest thing though is is just know that Men and women view money differently. You and your spouse don't look at money the same. And that's important to know because that affects your conversations about money. So you need to know where each other are coming from. So if if she sits down with me and says something, like I need to, I need to understand where that's coming from, uh, vice versa, right? But the goal is to remember you're on the same team. How do you how do you sort of come prepared? Um, to to have conversations about money, just to for listeners that didn't catch last week's episode. Um, what makes yeah. it easier? I think, I think for me, it's just a knowledge thing. So I think just having an idea of what the conversation's gonna be about. So maybe I don't know, maybe the day before we have a conversation, you're like, oh, let's talk about our mortgage, and so that way we go into the conversation better equipped with it because that's what makes me uncomfortable about talking about money is just not having the knowledge that you have mm. about it so do you feel like that we are one financial team or do you feel like that we are own teams but we're like we all we play a part on our team are we one team or two teams i think we're one team all now right. we're one team before we speak two teams Oh. What do you think we're two teams? I was hoping, I was hoping that we were not two teams. 
That, that was going to be detrimental to all the listeners out here. They're like, oh, man, I'm not listening to this guy. He, he's on two teams with his wife. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the goal, that, that is a, a major goal, is to remember you're on the same team, right? It's not you and them. Uh, if you fight about money, you're kind of like self-sabotaging your own team. Okay. So the part that, and this is a, a part I want to spend a little time on, but this is like like these like money personalities, what did what would you consider? So I like to look at it as and I got this from Dave Ramsey, but you have a free spirit and a nerd. How do you look at your money personality? I already know you're going to say I'm a free spirit. But I think in the last few months. So, I mean, I wouldn't consider myself a nerd, but I, I, I guess overall I am a free spirit in our in our money relationship. But I think in the last few months, you've been both the nerd and a free spirit. What? Yes. Yeah. This is shocking to me. Uh, Every 80% of the Amazon packages that have come in in the last month or so has been under your name. Hmm. Fact check. Yeah, maybe. I might give you that one. Last month, I might give you that one. It's uh, it's it's shout out to uh, Jocko Fuel. I think that's where all of my Amazon packages are coming from. Is <laughs> Jocko Fuel and Instagram ads for your built bar sampler? Box. Oh, I did. I do want everyone to know that I uh, I bought into an Instagram ad. I saw it and it said three built bars for pay the shipping i think it was like three dollars it was like a dollar a piece i was like i would love to try these for a dollar a piece so such a free spirit personality that that is a free spirit personality i'll give you that one but uh so so she knows what these are right she's very familiar with nerds and free spirits but for those that, that don't know the nerd loves numbers they love spreadsheets and money they want their money to be just like in this extremely organized fashion and the spree free spirits um are not the opposite they're just they're different they are spenders um they don't really care to be hands-on with the money they're just like oh there's money in the account swipe them right like that's kind of like the idea behind the, the free spirit but to her point that does not mean that free spirits can't be nerdy free spirits and vice versa right like you could be a nerdy free spirit and you could be a Free spirit nerd, a free nerd. I don't know what free I would call that. Nerd. Yeah, free spirit nerd. Uh, but you know, like you could be both. Like you could have like tendencies to both. And that's not saying that you don't have to be like, yep, I'm the nerd and I'm gonna be the nerd twenty four seven. Like that doesn't like you can still be the nerd and spend money. Just let the free spirit, like when you start realizing that your name is coming in on too many Amazon packages, you can't have two free spirits. So if free spirit hadn't like, if she's, if she's still like going all out on Amazon right here, we're in trouble. So she must have acknowledged that and cut back hers. I'm not sure. But um, anyways, the, the, the idea here is that you got to have these different money personalities. Did you, that's something that, okay. So before like these had names. How did you think about like money personalities for when we first started talking about our budget? Did you always look at yourself as like this idea of free spirit or 
did you do you consider yourself more of a nerd? I was a free spirit, but I was also a nerd because I did manage my own budget on an Excel spreadsheet. But <laughs> I was very, very flexible about my budget. <laughs> so oh. um, I did move, like if I was going over my spending limit, I would just maneuver some money around my budget. So like, like was, pull from savings? No. To fund? No, just pull from another like like gas. I mean. Oh, that's good then. You're he doing, drove a lot more. <laughs> that's that's good budgeting. Stuff like that. I mean, every now and then dip into what i had put into my savings okay <laughs> but that's more free spirit but then it was but it was like i did i had a very flexible budget because i did like to spend and you know hobbies are expensive they are expensive depending on the hobby though i i think when you start any hobby it's just expensive, expensive. yeah camping backpacking Ooh, we did spend a lot of money on that yeah that, that's true and then the, the good part, though, and this is getting into more of, well, I'll, I'll hold off on that one. I'll, I'll talk about that. But yes, hobbies are expensive and they are extremely expensive. The goal here is to have the same hobbies, though, as a nerd and a free spirit. If you can have the same hobbies, it makes it a lot easier to, to you know, enjoy those hobbies because, you know, you get to both get the equipment. You get to both do these things versus just one of you. Because when it's just one of you, it comes out of your fun money. <laughs> See, she knows what I mean. But we'll talk about that in a second. But so you have to identify those first. You got to identify your personality. Where are you a nerd or a free spirit? You can be a little bit of both. Just one of you needs to own the budget, right? And the, that's the nerd. And the free spirit doesn't mean that they're not going to play a role in the budget because they are. But you've got to... You've got to to come together, and that's what we want to go over next, is the budget meetings, right? So the goal of the meeting is to understand where your money plans to go for that month. If you listen to last week's episode, you know that our budget committee meetings have traditionally been on the couch, watching a show, and me saying, hey, what about this? And then she says, yep, 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 that sounds good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So this is meant to be a consensus. Now, did I get consent? Well, sure I did, right? She said, yeah, 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 go ahead. That's definitely consent, right? But... There, 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 we need more. We need more buy-in from cons- from consent. Now, we're a little odd because our budget it has become pretty steady. Very little changes every month. But let's talk about the hard conversations. Those first budgets we had together. We just moved here. We're trying to balance what we're going to do and what we're not going to do. What does that look like? What did that look like from a budgeting perspective? Um, I think. For, for me, because I think even before we put names to it, you were obviously the nerd in that. Um, but for me, it felt like I was losing control of my budget and that I was, because I managed my own. And so I felt like I was losing control of that and that, um, and that like the way that I was spending was going to change and that I was going to be restricted um, on 
what I wanted to spend. Um, and, and I was nervous. I mean, I said in the last episode, I was very nervous about you having insight into what I was spending my money on. I mean, obviously, we were living together. So you saw the packages that were coming in. <laughs> you just now you have more insight into how much those packages cost. You didn't know that I was like I was looking them up to see how much they would cost before that. <laughs> I, I used to. Um, you probably figured it out. You when he was like, because I averaged from home more than you did, and when a package would come in, and I knew it was mine, I would bring it in, unpackage it, and then like put it put it away, and then. Yeah. She's telling herself, I didn't, I never, I never picked this up. No, because there were times when like, I would like, if I bought a dress or something and I would wear it and you're like, oh, I've never seen that before. I'm like, oh yeah, I just got it. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. I don't do that anymore because I don't have anything to hide. And I also haven't been spending much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she doesn't have anything to hide because we have the same budget and I see everything. <laughs> but no. There, you know, there, there are hard conversations with budgets, right? Obviously, like, like, what if that was like, what if she didn't want to come to the budget meeting because she didn't want me to see that she had, you know, these dresses she was buying, right? Like, somebody might not want to come to this budget meeting because they don't think you're going to be accepting of that. Do you think that I would have accepted your dress purchases? Yeah. Okay. So I was hoping she said yes. Otherwise, we were going to have to have a, a new committee meeting. But I was <laughs> a, kind of an urgent committee meeting. I was prepared for you to say something like, "We need to cut back on those." Mm. And and so with the with the the budget, and those are the hard conversations. We need to cut back on that, right? And that all goes back to last episode. Is you know you're 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 getting buy in. You understand like your goals together and. Hopefully when those conversations happen, like we need to cut back on that. Like those are the hard conversations that you can relate back to that goal and be like, well, this is kind of what we discussed. Is this changed or does that need to change? Right. And so that kind of just all goes back to that. But the, the whole goal of this, this meeting, this budget meeting is that the nerd's going to come with some form of a framework of a budget. It could be Excel, paper, pen, uh, some type of online software and the nerd, or, I mean, the free spirit is going to hopefully show up, right? But they have to be there for this to be successful. So force them to be there for this to be successful. So what does it kind of entail? What do you want to see out of a budget meeting? Like when when we sit down for budgeting, what is it that you want me to make sure that I go over? Um, I think just overall, I think it's good to start with big picture. So overall financial goals and then um, and then going into like every single expense, but the big thing is going to be more about the fun money because that's what impacts you. So, um, you did make a point where you said free spirit may not show up, but they have to for this to be successful. And it is, um, I would say it's very helpful for you to show up as a free spirit because you can argue points on why you should have a certain like line item in your budget or, um, you can't because you can't if you have the nerd just make the budget. So it's like if you made the budget yourself, I don't think I would be as happy about it now. Versus like if we both had a say in how we were gonna do our budget. Yeah, and that that's that goes for everybody. 
is that you, you want buy-in from both people um, to be successful. So this is obviously this is just something that we do, but you know, it's just, it kind of just works for us, but we do fun money for it. Well, let me just ask before I go into fun money and, and what fun money is and how we define it. But like, do you, you know, before, um, you know, when we were first, you said when we were first started talking about budgeting, budgeting together was, you felt might give you this sense of restriction. Do you think that, do you find that us budging together is restrictive? No, no. Cause I think to like have that mindset, like it's not just your budget. It's, it's like, it's our budget. No. Yeah. And and so what we do, and I'm not saying this is perfect, there's a hundred thousand ways to do this, but for for us to feel less restrictive of our budget is we give fun money, right? And the fun money is traditionally the same for each of us. And I say traditionally because you have to remember that she is still a free spirit and you have to feed the free spirit. And how do you feed the free spirit? You give them free money. When there's extra money sitting there, I just feed it into her fun money thing. So sometimes ours are not the same because she has more, but that's okay because she needs it because she's a free spirit, <laughs> except for the last month. Okay. That's, that's a, that's a fluke, but, but it, it is true. So if you have some extra money and you're having a hard time getting your free spirit to show up, you know, show, show them that you're actually trying to make this less restricted for them and give them extra fun money. It'll go a long ways. You can turn it into a game because the way that we do ours is that if you have leftover fun money at the month, it just adds up and it turns a competition that <laughs> I have more fun money than you do. And when you run out, I can just tangle it. In front of you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I would share you some if you ran out. I would share some with you if you ran out. Oh, look at that. She's so sweet. But no, that that is what we do. We just have it roll over every month because if you don't spend it, you get to keep it and build it up, right? It's like a sinking fund practically. Uh, but, you know, it just builds up and you can save up and buy something that you want because you shouldn't be giving yourself, you know, thousands of dollars of fund money. You're really taking away from your future if that's the case. Uh, but give enough, figure out what that number is for you, right? And it might not be the same every month. Ours varies. Like if we have a huge expense in a month, right, like a home repair or something like that, that that cuts into fun money, right? But we both get to fill it. We get to both fill the fun money, and and then the home repair. We get to both experience that. But uh, it's just a way to do it. It's not the way. But the biggest thing here is to have the conversations and build the budget together. Don't try to do it by yourself. Build the budget together. So, what do you think it takes? If you could recommend somebody for budgeting together to be successful, what does that sort of take? An open mind, and. An open mind and then going into the conversation, just knowing that it's no longer going to be about yourself. It's going to be about us. And I think initially when we did have our first budget meeting, um, I was like halfway in my mind. So like half, half of me was like, yes, we're going to combine our finances. We're going to combine our budget. But the other part of me was just like, like, like my money <laughs> it's going away yeah you're just watching it flutter I'm away seeing it disappear <laughs> no but um i think just having an open mind um has really 
helped with understanding and just knowing that it's both of us. And then also knowing, like, if there's some things that were, like, if there are things that were really important to me, then I would, like, you know, make a point on why it should be in the budget. Because he made a point that the his haircuts should go into our shared budget item. I think it goes under, what, beauty? I mean, I am beautiful. <laughs> no, but it doesn't go, like, when he, he gets haircuts every month frequently more haircuts than I ever do but it it doesn't come out of your fun money it comes out of the budget shared budget so yeah I could have argued that that should come out of his money his fun money (laughs) well yeah it's all about getting alignment right like just figuring out like what what's going to come out of your main budget what's not because the alignment piece is is important um but it is what it's going to take to be successful is alignment but it's a it's a it's a, a a a give and push type thing, right? Like give a little bit, but or, or give and pull. Is that what is it? Yeah, give and pull, push and pull, whatever you want to call it. But you gotta you've gotta you've gotta give up a little bit and you know, on both sides, you gotta give up a little bit. And the whole goal is to come together and make a budget that works for both of you. So if you don't budget, your financial goals are hard to reach right? They're extremely hard to reach. Um, it, you know, for us, it was a little different because she budgeted before, you know, like before we combined finances, she was still already budgeting. What would you like? I, everyone that listens has heard me talk about budgeting, you know, to till forever's end, but why did you budget before anything else? Like, why did you budget? What made you decide to start budgeting? Um, I think I I wanted to track my spending better, um, and I found that because I I think I, before we met I was budgeting for at least four years before that, um, but I just I wanted more insight into where my money was going, and for me to like see it because I had an Excel spreadsheet so every single every single um, purchase that I had or expense I had was just on a line item in there and just seeing it and to me it was just I started budgeting because it was I wanted that insight and once I got that I was like oh I need to cut back in some areas or just seeing where your money goes can be eye-opening because you start to realize that a lot of your money goes into I think mine was like eating out and so you just cut back on that and so that's why I started budgeting yeah and and this is a challenge that I told one of my clients that I was talking to was if you really want to stop spending at Amazon, go look at what you bought last year in the year 2022 and just look at the things you'll be like, whoa, I don't even use half of these things. So when you're about to buy something and you're like, man, I'm, my life's going to change, I'm going to buy this and everything's going to be great. Just go, you thought of all those same thoughts about all the things you bought last year and you don't use hardly any of them. So I challenge you, go look at it. It's, it's just mind blowing, right? But anyways, um, that's not a budgeting topic. That's a spending topic. And we can have a whole another conversation about that. But do you have any last minute thoughts for, for budgeting, being successful as a, as a, as a couple budgeting? Um, I think. I mean, I think with just any conversation that you have going into marriage, it is good to talk about before getting married. I thought that was 
helpful for us. Um, but I mean, I think it's just, it's always going to be hard to talk about finances in the beginning, but the more you talk about it and the more involved you are, the more you'll start, to, the more you'll start to feel like a team versus it being like, you're going to make all the financial decisions. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a huge thing. So join together, be one team, figure out how you're going to do it together and make it happen. But if you do want to get a little help uh, with your finances or you and your couple, you and your, your partner or spouse's finances, uh, head over to thefinancialmirror.org and hit book now in the middle of the screen. Schedule that free consultation. Uh, I will sit down with you and we'll go through how you can be successful as a couple financially. And uh, if you do want to give an extra dose of support to the stream, head over to thefinancialmirror.org forward slash shop and pick you up some of this awesome financial mirror stuff that, that we have on. But uh, if you are listening to this on a podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. And if you're on YouTube or Facebook or Meta or whatever they call themselves now, uh, don't forget to like and comment on the video. I hope that this little this little mini series helped. I hope that this gave you some insight uh, into finances as a couple. I uh, appreciate my wife for coming on. Like I said at the beginning of last episode, is that this isn't really something that she just totally loves doing, but it just gives, it just shows that that you know, that we do want to help you succeed as a couple financially for her to, you know, to come out of her way and, and come on to the, to the episode here this week and last week. But I really hope that, that you'll start to make some of the changes that you'll have these conversations that you'll start to budget together uh, because you will start to see a change financially, but thank you for being on the episode. You're welcome. And we hope that you have a great week until next week, continue improving the one thing you can control yourself. Peace. Well, that wraps up today's Financial Mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves, change our mentality, and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned. Regardless of your platform, help us grow as a community. Please like, subscribe, and share with the people in your lives.